0: To the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, the Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is October fourteenth. This is episode one fourteen. Interesting how we lined up there. Wow, and what a day we've had! Unfortunately, trading back at nineteen one fifty in the Bitcoin price, we've seen a Quick spike rise with our Dixie and our U.S. 10-year pushing its way back up to the local highs. It's really, really going to come down to what Bitcoin can achieve over the weekend to give us better ideas of what's going to happen into the next week. Unfortunately, we're potentially rejecting off of a key level resistance here at 19700 Obviously, yesterday we came up all the way almost to 20000 bonked it we didn't get an immediate hard rejection but we are slowly turning back over at the moment the thing that's going to pull us out of this and save us potentially would be some sort of higher low converging wave money flow coming back in and continuing for now we need to see how the 16 hour kind of goes like we're still technically triple confirmed up on our medium to higher time frames such as the 16 hour i don't believe our daily is hit yet that is correct So we really just need to see continuation over the next couple of days, higher high closes of the candles within the days um, to see continuation going up. Like we still have our daily money flows pointing up, right? We still are potentially working towards a triple confirmation that would invalidate this very serious triple confirmation that we had yesterday, pushing us all the way down into those supply levels at around 18,200 ethereum being around 11,050. So, again, s and in the same boat. We want to see continuation of turning up with momentum into next week. Um our close today obviously not the best that we've seen the best type of thing for our environment here really just, you know, we need to see more concrete confirmations before we can make any executive decisions. what's coming here. Unfortunately, this is just the environment we're in. It's a scalper's paradise, a swing trader's nightmare. You know, we uh we continue to push our way back to the top of the range, come to the bottom of the range, come right back to the middle. And it seems like every day when you wake up, we're trading right back in the middle of the range. We'll dump down in the morning, we'll come back up. We'll pump up overnight, and we'll come right back. So that's really what I would like to see out of Bitcoin over the next couple days. As long as we're getting higher, high uh, candle closes into our daily 12-hour, all this stuff, we don't invalidate some of our medium-term time frames, such as the 8-hour, 6-hour, and 12-hour triple confirmations, uh, which haven't happened yet, then potentially we can hold this thing out for the weekend, and Monday could potentially be the precipice of turning ourselves around again. But now, coming over here to our Dixie and our U.S. tenure, um... These are, again, back at the key resistance levels that if we decide to start slamming up through, you know, we could be taking major jumps to the upside, which of course is never a good thing for the assets and the stocks. If we start smashing through 4%, we can see even just on an hourly chart, we're looking at about 4.1% potentially for the top of the Fibonacci range. If we start popping through 113, The next level is going to be around 115 and a half for the Dixie. Of course, you know, nothing's very much confirmed yet. We're potentially working towards an invalidation here on the four hour for the U.S. tenure. And we've already confirmed the four hour Dixie to be not a full on invalidation, but it is TC back up. Now, again, you know, we're in a weird zone right now. This could just turn itself right back down come Monday. We can't be for sure that this is the direction that we're continuing in. There's too much back and forth right now between everything. It was a good day if you were a bank. They came up with their reports this morning, higher than expected earnings report for them, You know, which potentially opens up potentially more interest inflation for the common people, yada, yada, yada. So not a great thing in that sense for everybody else other than J.P. Morgan, Chase, all of these other companies. I have an article pulled up here. Saying that J.P. Morgan and Co. reported a smaller than feared drop in the third quarter profit on Friday, as a rise in interest income cushioned a blow from higher loan loss provisions and a slump in deal making due to a worsening economic outlook. The shares of the largest U.S. bank rose by nearly four percent after the results, which are closely being watched to assess the real impact on corporate America and the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hike to tamp down inflation. So, again, I don't think we've seen, you know, the actual results of this yet. Definitely some reaction today. But, you know, the amount of spike that we had yesterday, the volume that came in, all that jazz, you know, there's we really didn't get that back in the face of the bulls today, right? If we had in, essentially you know, pushed all the way back down, let's say to 18,800, potentially we could be working back towards a double tap towards that 18,200, and then potentially continuing down from there. It's always a possibility that everything goes to complete shit in the current environment. Now, again, it's just something I truly don't believe is coming. You know, it doesn't matter how many times they touch the bottom, as long as the bottom does not break, we have that chance and that Action to just turn around at least for the midterm over the next let's say couple months six to nine potentially before this thing really 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 goes into a whole spiral of downtrend. Pew, welcome, my friend. I heard that a couple people in the UK government were essentially fired today. Do you have any? you have any information on that?
1: <laughs> the Chancellor, takes was in New York this morning at a meeting with IMF and had Mm -hmm. to fly back to get sacked. No, what? found out on Twitter himself before he was told. Wow. That's what happened today in the UK. So he was sacked. They're going to... They're basically... They cancel some of the components of the really dumb mini-budget, which means that corporation tax is going to go up next year, as well as measure that. Um, But the pound didn't really react, bro. It just kind of like... eh, you know? Yeah. And it should have been a political signal. So, yeah, I think the market's just, like, wants that government out, you know? It's like, a lot of what I'm reading, it kind of gets a bit too into British politics, but the main opposition party looked like a very safe pair of hands when usually they're the ones that look crazy, you know? It was <laughs> all about, like, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, like, he'll fucking nationalize your puppy, you know? Like, in the last election. Right. Um and Labour kind of swung the other way. They just got this really kind of stale, like legal dude who's like, he's got, you know, he's got good credentials and steady hand. And he looks a lot more conservative than the conservatives. They just look like, you know, it's just the, the dregs of the dregs of the dregs of, you know, just, it's not even ideological. They're just destroying the country. I think the market's just been really clear about it. They said, look, It's all started with Brexit and you're the distillation of that. Didn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. You can't even lean any harder into this. You know, this is as hard as you can lean. And like they kind of lost a trade deal with India during the week because the trade minister herself, who is of Indian descent, (laughs) started slagging off Indian immigrants, you know, and India kind of do trade deals on the basis of immigration agreements and visa agreements and stuff like that. And they just pulled right out of it. So I think everyone's just looking at that government there going, all right, look, before Christmas, please. And that's what I saw reflected in the pound. So not really kind of bounce, not really kind of hope against the DXY, Do you know, that we hope for. Um, I haven't actually looked at the Euro chart in a while. It makes me sad looking at it. But, yeah, I, I don't see anything holding back the DXY other than the Fed kind of softening their cough. Or we gotta wait for the next CPI.
0: Wow, which comes out next month, correct?
1: Yeah, and I saw the odds on like a full basis point being like eighteen percent. Like still unlikely, but like yikes, eighteen percent is still a you know, um, a bit too much for my liking. But I'm I actually kind of hopeful looking at some of the CPI stats. That yeah, next month it will come down, and maybe the Fed will start spotting that. And I think even a point seven five. With forward guidance of maybe 0.5, the market just kind of needs to see like inflation topping out and then how much further the Fed has to run um, before they can hold things steady. And I think the market like got ahead of itself a pivot and oh yeah, they're just going to like start turning down rates and printing loads. But like, it'd be perfectly fine if they held rates for like a few quarters at least, you know, or maybe a year or two. Mm -hmm. wherever they got to because it just allows kind of FT to find equilibrium again you know right yeah I'm still kind of hopeful Mm -hmm. yeah I'm still like oh maybe you go away a little bit longer um but underlying kind of looking at the market didn't really kind of throw up either with CPI you know they saw on the more on the more hopeful of two kind of outcomes because it was marginal it was like a draw
0: you know Yeah, exactly. I was saying the same thing before you came in here. Essentially, like, you know, it wasn't a great day, but it wasn't a terrible day either. We could have, you know, if the Bears had the the strength here, they could have pushed it all the way back to, you know, before we pumped yesterday, essentially. And we haven't seen that. The ball's in their court. You know, they're kind of holding off in a way, waiting for better confirmations of such you know we still haven't popped through that four percent that 113 Dixie We're you know yes, we're testing back into the tops, but it's it's you know it's already like, well, how many times do we need to test? Are we going to see an immediate hard rejection off of these levels again? and how many times do you have to get rejected before you give up on something? you know, but this is definitely a, a bit of a stronger push into these levels, and it's interesting because money flow continues to dwindle into the buying pressure you know our medium term time frames are still pointing down coming down 16 hours going to close potentially with a fat doji here i don't think we're going to see any resolution until next week unfortunately you know they had the chance to give us some resolution today and they're just i really feel like they're just holding us off with it you know they don't want to give a concrete answer to the world yet Oh, we don't know. We're not sure what's going on. <laughs> you know, keep the confusion high, the results low, because I mean, again, like yesterday was a very, very strong reaction after we tried to push through those critical key levels. We know that, you know, the what is what is, what is the UK's Dixie called again? Jeez, I just measured it against the dollar. Yeah, no, they got like a they got a um, name for it, Pixie or the. Gypsy, <laughs> I mean, the Gypsy. <laughs> I He's can't slippery. recall at the moment. It's uh, you know, but like it, it, everything was on the precipice yep. yesterday of of failing, essentially, across the board, and someone stepped in, something stepped in, and said, "No, not today." Clearly, because stock futures skyrocketed, we had a decent little rejection off the the US ten and the Dixie, but of course now. You know, as of today, that whole thing kind of getting thrown on the back burner, right? Mm-mm. No follow through why 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 wouldn't we see follow through from such an unprecedented percentage move?
1: I think a lot of us liquidity as well. Mm-hmm. you know, you basically had the Japanese central bank saying, <laughs> "Can anyone buy some, please? Like liquidity the bond market is it's weird because it's kind of hard. I'm still mapping it out in my head, right? but look at it like this pedantically it all comes back to property property Mm -hmm. was again the ultra bubble of the last decade like it is was the way to make money you know like crypto crypto is just on a different dimension but like if you're trading equities bonds you weren't in bonds you were in equities you were in tech value didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. um like this probably the smartest and the most kind of conservative big money it all went into property i.e pension funds so i think the pension funds have been degenerates on property and kind of looking at your example earlier on or the banks you know their losses are being helped by their gains because interest rates going up gives them more margin on -hmm. lending especially to mortgages well I'd be kind of watching that and kind of going, if that gets to a certain threshold, it might be making loads of money, but you know, then people start foreclosing, (laughs) you know? And you know, it's a sugar high because rates are going up to such an extent. I think 30 year mortgage rate in the U S now is like seven and a quarter percent. That is wow. It's like two mortgages versus borrowing six months ago, you know? Mm, Yeah. So I'm kind of watching property and how, um, money is looking to move now into bonds because the yield is great. Like you know, you're borrowing off the UK. You know, like you're getting five, six, seven percent, and that's more than what like pension money was get is getting from you know real estate investment from uh, investment tr- trusts, uh, institutional landlords, i.e. Um, buy to buy to rent, those kind of things right. that have been kind of. Dominating Vancouver and Toronto and Dublin, and you know, really bad stuff like so. That yield, that's what I'm watching. I'm like, that money is they're already talking about it here in Ireland because we need lots of supply, but they're going to stop. And they were a big supplier. 80% of planning permissions are from these kind of pension funded real estate investment trusts because they're running into bonds. So the government's freaking out because they're like, fuck, we depend on them to bring the liquidity and the financing into our property strategy which i don't agree with but it's so dominant that that money running into bonds from property where's something going to break and i think it's there when i don't know i do think the weird event that you can have observed is is gonna it's gonna move us up i think they can still have enough control to try and save this before mm-hmm. the market finds true value and looking at the dixie um, <laughs> Geez, I, I left Australia four years ago, but YouTube still throws up ABC News. And <laughs> um, they were making a big deal of their central bank governor going to the Fed. And interestingly, the head of the Eurogroup, who's the Irish finance minister, was meeting Yellen today. So it happened back in the last financial crisis when the dollar got really strong. Central bankers started coordinating to stop it, like,
0: wrecking things. Interesting and you're that, saying that you're starting to see the same Yeah, definitely. Three days
1: Australian Central Bank governor went to meet Yellen, the head of the Eurogroup, European countries. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how many there are in the Euros, it's twenty, eighteen, nineteen? Anywho, uh Pascal Donahue, he was meeting Yellen. So like it's just it just really feels like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight where you know, stuff was starting to break, but they kept the bubble going for a while longer. And mm-hmm. interestingly, <laughs> I know we mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago, but the stock market still peaked six to eight months after energy peaked. And if you're looking at energy charts, you know, you could look at
0: those as having peaked two, three months ago.
1: So a bit long, yeah, a bit long winded way to say, I think they're going to pull down the Dixie.
0: All right. So, we're, I mean, we're still in agreement here cuz i i definitely think so too like they're just they're just beating a dead horse at this point trying to what feels well that's what it feels like to me to to have it held up at this level you know it's um like how much farther can you push the poor thing before it takes over you know cuz like we've been running the dixie technically has been running you know since uh, pretty much the beginning of this year just just straight up into the air I guess even going farther back into almost uh, two years ago in the same timeline. Right around January, things bottomed out and have just continued to curl. And we can see that the trend is becoming more exponential as we've been going along. So, I mean, maybe we are still in, in the market for some sort of exponential blow off top where we push all the way up to 119, 120. That's a very real possibility here. But I would imagine that it would happen fast. It would act as the final catalyst for this thing before taking its dive down. But now, if we make it all the way up to 119, 120, you know, where's our where's our next low going to come in? It's only going to come in at around 108, more than likely. And then it's probably going to bottom, try to either form a lower high in the region of where we are right now to reject and then potentially break through. Or to get that higher low you know, into 114, get another higher low, and then try and go into that level again. That's so. actually really interesting what you're saying, because if the market was setting itself up yesterday for the Dixie to break
1: this level, but the UK kind of starting to solve their
0: situation,
1: mm-hmm. didn't really kind of give them the juice to do that. <laughs> That's how the chart
0: looks. Right, because I mean, we know that all these other countries are not going to benefit from the U.S. dollar value, absolutely skyrocketing, right? And I can imagine that they're trying their darndest to not allow that situation to come to full, you know, to fruition. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's only time that's going to tell us, you know, that's the essence. It, yeah,
1: that's it. It's and, and time moves on, you know, and eventually it will be like that gray area between bearish and bullish, and. Um, I saw some really interesting non crypto kind of investor fucking stuff on, online. They were starting to say, like, look, with Facebook cutting back and a lot of startups and stuff like that, like cutting back and just consolidating. Now is a good time to start looking for value in the tech market because everyone's going to be six months ahead of if you start now. And I found it very interesting because I just view. You know, crypto and Web3 is just tech. Even though a lot of tech people see it as something other, which confuses me.
0: So... Yeah. Actually, I read something just quick about uh, Web3 yesterday. Um, Decentraland essentially had a day last week where they had only 40 transactions across the entirety of the network. Of a market cap of, of what? One one point something billion.
1: I'm telling you, bro. TC like um, that was one example. I think OpenSea has something like ugh, like it was a, a couple of dozen transactions mm-hmm. a week. Um, at one stage, Coinbase's NFT thing. although those are probably not related, but in terms of like TC is a lot busier than a lot. Of these things are worth like billions.
0: <laughs> right. Like, where's where's the real-world value in Where these the things? Users... If, right. And then, you know, obviously Decentraland came out, and they snapped back, and they're like, well, you know, we have an average of four to 7,000 people logging on every day. And then it's like, well, they got bashed for that completely and, and understandably. Like, what do you mean you only have, you know, a couple of thousand people using your service? You know, like, <laughs> it's that's still a pitiful number, again, for... The market cap and the and the value of your coin, to the actual you know the the usage. So there were definitely some concerns with that, and we're seeing that as a trend across the board with all these meta projects, Web three types of things. You know, they're just there's no user base at the moment in it, and the user base that was there is not using it anymore because obviously crypto is just you know a depressing place to be for people who don't understand the bear market opportunity type of stuff that just they've just thrown in the towel and said you know i'll look at it again in a year or two years or whenever things start to pick up again
1: they're not going to be if you get into the market in six to
0: 12 months time
1: it's going to take it three to six months to tune into you know where the value is going to be and you could be halfway through the beginning of a bull market by then right i that's that's where i came into crypto <laughs> Like not a good place to come in if you have that lead up you know you can take advantage of it if it happens
0: Which you should right exactly because if you're jumping in with with fear of missing out at the center of you know your thinking because even if you don't it would just happen naturally because obviously things have already been happening so that mindset is already ingrained in yourself oh man i've already missed all this opportunity you know, I gotta get in right now. Yada yada yada. It just it invokes that that sense of our brains that makes us make terrible trade decisions when you have to be rational the entirety of the time and make educated, updated, informed decisions.
1: Yeah. It's like I'll sum up my experience, it was emotionally overwhelming. Because I wasn't already trading. It wasn't like I started trading something new. Mm-hmm. you know and crypto is it's it's so ad- <laughs> you have so much adrenaline from it like because it just yeah it, it's just crazy and um i think you just need to kind of yeah definitely warm up and pay attention i think the more you pay attention the more you can, going like with and i was talking about the other day you know he's just like honing in on the good projects mm-hmm. you know like you can go yeah, if you come in half a two, a bull market or in Kucoin, like, I'll buy this, I'll buy that, and you know, you've twenty twenty-five different things on the go, and that's just you can get lucky that way,
0: but it's it's not that efficient. Right, because 'cause you're not trading at that point. You're just you're just gambling, essentially. hundred percent. You need to invest the time ahead of yeah. the action and the spare market's like, been beautiful for it. Hell yeah. Who all right, guys, I'll say a few closing notes quick. Um, again, it's really going to come down to Monday to give us a better answer of what's going to come. You know, cryptos over the weekend shouldn't really do too much. I would imagine just kind of ranging tightly again, just as we had the previous week until a few days ago, if we you know if we start breaking back down, touching eighteen eight hundred here would be okay popping below it on a closing candle basis not so good um the current triple confirmations would essentially have you in starting entry longs around 19 you're being given a potential opportunity here to if you miss that the first time jump in but at the same time now the four hours potentially tc'ing back down if it does you may want to hold off on those starting entries, potentially starting a short, again, if you don't already have one. problem is, is just like this current zone, you know, is eh, like if you didn't have prior shorts from a better price from weeks and weeks and weeks ago, um, you know, like this. this has been our long zone at around 19. So until that changes for sure, you know, we can't be certain. But I just, yeah, it's, I don't really know if it's a great time to be t- taking starting entries at all, regardless of direction. We need a much clearer, dry, you know, cut- and dry type of signal that doesn't try to invalidate as soon as it confirms. And we need to see what happens with our dailies over the next couple of days, because potentially we, if we invalidate the last triple confirmation down on the daily. And the smaller timeframes might give us more follow-through, play-through, and turn us around over the weekend. Come Monday, you know, depending on what the S&P and the US 10 and the Dixie do, that might actually get some follow-through. And it may not. It may just pump up over the weekend, come back to 20, an opportunity to take some profit off of your starting longs if you were in already. If you haven't, which I mean you definitely should have, smaller timeframes, Turned back down yada 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 so i wish i had more to give you guys but it's just it's just such a weird unprecedented time with everything you know we should have seen continuation down with the dixie in the us-10 today and we saw the complete opposite so it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes we should have a better idea next week and of course with all that said guys we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen as always, and make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com if you haven't yet, if you're a new listener here of the Triple Confirmed podcast. uh, Links will be in the descriptions, and make sure to check out our alpha trading bot, as well as we have a meeting coming up for the release of version 2 on October 24th in this Discord here, or sorry, in the Triple Confirmation Discord. If you guys are interested in checking that out, we'll be talking about the future of everything with that. All right, boys and girls, enjoy your weekends. We hope you have a great time. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.